Hello humans! Hello humans! Still November 8th, it's about maybe 9.30ish. I don't have the clocks and stuff turned on in the car here, so I don't really care that much. It's really funny though, <laughs> I'm so obsessed with time uh, that I don't really care about the digits of it all. But, um, so let's talk about being dead, okay? Um, this comes up because a guy I used to work with at Microsoft, uh, he was an employee, I was a subcontractor, uh, you know, so basically I wore a suit and he wore casual clothes. Um, and we worked over together at building number four. He's a few years younger than I am. He contacted me. We're going to get together and do a, um, a discussion about this subject, but I thought I'd start broaching it now. Uh, he had a good idea to talk about it because so many people don't understand how all this stuff works. Um, so there are a lot of people dying now, lots of them, you know, with the, being killed by the shot and by the Ukraine war and by the, uh, the Nazi Israelis and all of this, right? So there's lots of death on the planet now of humans. And so what happens to these guys, right? You say, you, I, you can't, people will say, well, what happens to their soul? Well, all souls get rendered down uh, into this uh, iridescent coating on your intuition. Your intuition is this uh, <clears throat> sparkly, iridescent, dynamic, active uh, drop. And it's got uh, coating for every one of your souls. As you, as your soul gets reduced, it, it uh, collects everything you've experienced, everything you've learned, and it reduces it down to intuitus, which is what the Latins called it, <coughs> the Romans. And that was your intuitive knowledge. This is stuff you know without having to have source. Okay, so you don't know where the source of it is. You just know it. You act on it. It's active. It, or, I mean, it's uh, realistic. It works. And so, you know, it proves itself. It's self-proving. Some people don't know how to interpret their intuition. They don't know how to respond to it. So it doesn't work for them. So they disregard it in others. And that's really a sign of... Um, how deep a normie you are, right? Do you react to intuition? Do you react to the unseen? Are you aware of, um, uh, you know, the subtler energies in life? Uh, because most of the normies are not. They're too dense, too gross, too, um, uh, too consumed by the grit to understand all of this. And so they, they don't really react to their intuition and so on. Okay, so when you die, your body gets... Um, uh, left here and the, the atoms dissipate one way or another over time, as long as the body has a certain percentage of those atoms that are held together, you are still bound to some extent to this place, okay? Otherwise, within the first 24 hours, uh, for everyone, within 24 hours, you will leave the this earth. So, I don't accept the statement by the uh, Hawaiians that the consciousness of all the people that were killed in Lahaina are staying around, okay? So that it's going to be haunted, that kind of stuff. This guy must be drunk. There's a guy ahead of me that is not driving very well. Uh, awful early to be drunk, but he's weaving back and forth. Anyway, we'll see how this pro progresses. Um, so I don't accept the idea that people that died in Lahaina or, you know, are dying now in Gaza are going to stick around and haunt the area. They may, there may well be uh, residual energies that do just that, but these individuals don't have a choice in the matter, and within 24 hours, everybody progresses on to the place after this. 
Um, but we need to talk about things at, a, at the larger scale, at the macro level. So I'm 70 years old and I was born in the middle of what was called the baby boom generation. And this was the, I think the largest generation ever born in the United States. Um, that generation, uh, my generation, was primarily filled with um, consciousness that had been killed in World War II. So the way it works is this, basically, okay, it's kind of a crude way to describe it, and I'm going to use uh, terms that are not necessarily uh, exactly applicable, but anyway, so the idea is that um, uh, the more awake you are, the longer your deep sleep, the longer your long sleep in death, okay, because you have more, more stuff, more experience, etc., to integrate. And so, um, the more on the other end of the scale, so, so throughout every generation, throughout, throughout all of history, there will be people in every generation that are more awake than others. And there will be, uh, other people within that generation that are also, uh, new to being humans. Very few, right? So every generation has a few people that are graduating from being, uh, born into animals and they're going to be born into a human body for the first time. Uh, there are not that many in any given generation because there, this has been going on for so long that we're building up a mature crop of uh, human consciousness in every generation to the point that it's very small that we would have new people, okay? So in my, in my baby boom generation, uh, the majority of my generation was uh, very likely recently dead in the early part of uh, World War II or just before that. And so people would die in the 20s and 30s, and they would have a, um, a long sleep, but it wouldn't be very much of a long sleep because they were mostly normies and were mostly not really aware. And so maybe they might be born 20, 30 years later, right? And so they became part of my generation. Now, within that generation, there will be people that have had much more experience, that are much more awake to what the fuck's going on. Um, at a uh, consciousness level, not necessarily at a uh, physical body level, because coming into the body can distort you, and then what happens to your body can distort your mind, etc., etc. And it may take you uh, decades and decades and decades to recover um, your mind and your, your mental status of where you were when you had died in that previous life. But basically, the rule is, the more lives you've lived, and the more you are aware of these lives, the longer your long sleep, so you will not necessarily be born after such big events as like um, World War II, right? So, uh, within the baby boom generation, there are a, a fair number of people that have had a great long sleep. And so, some of these people might have had a long sleep that was a thousand years. Uh, but certainly many of them had long sleeps that were several hundred years in terms of elapsed time here on earth. And, you know, it's just that, so, so, um, somebody could be dead in, um, the 1800s and have been born in, uh, my generation, right? Because they had a, a long sleep that required a few hundred years. Uh, they could have died in the, you know, at 500 AD and required a thousand plus years of a, of a long sleep to do the integration, etc. Now, there's a, another part of this that we won't go into, but that is that universe directs a lot of this. And, and 
fundamentally what happens is that at some point you are offered a chance to become born again. And it's not like you're thinking you don't you don't have a body so the mentition is not the same as when you have a body and a brain. You are consciousness so there the consciousness is is its living situation in this other place that is not here is different than we have here and it's difficult to apply terms but basically what happens is universe decides it's your turn or you decide that it's your turn to be born again because you've had enough sleep and then um, you get into the queue and and what you do in this queue is that you basically go to this vast room I mean uh, an area that that looks like there's more space in it than the distance from from here to Mars okay I mean it just looks incredibly vast and there are millions upon millions tens and tens of millions perhaps hundreds of millions of um, uh, couples in this room that are that are that are sort of in the midst of of uh, bonding and having sex it's not really like that it's not like a giant porno it's it's not that sort of thing there will just be uh, if we want to think of it uh, the 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 thinker and the knower part of your parents will be in this giant room representing your parents and you as a potential new life will then go and uh, use your criteria to choose a set of parents. Now that criteria, a lot of that is going to require that you deal with your karma. So it's not like you're choosing somebody for, you know, how you'll end up looking because of the genes of those parents, right? You're not choosing because you don't see the bodies there. It's not quite that way. Um, so you don't really know what you're going to end up looking like, but you could see if you wanted to at any given time, you could see that entire life that you could choose, okay, and see most of what would happen to it, etc., etc. Uh, and this is up in this big space before you are reborn, before you are um, reinstantiated into this world. Now, here's the thing: uh, most people will never. Um, Okay, so uh, when you choose to uh, be reborn, you are not born into a newborn body. Okay, so what happens is uh, you choose a, you go in and you choose your parents, and so you're basically choosing the life you're going to live. And when you have made that choice, you are then uh, sent down this tube, and that that tube. Um, blocks or scrubs a lot of the thinking and knowing uh, because you're now becoming the doer in the body and you're coming down to the body, you lose a lot of the connections to yourself as doer outside of the body where you're up there with the other 11 that are not being born, right? Now, uh, so you're one of 12 doers in the body. Uh, if you're not alive, one of the other 11 will be. When that person dies or is close to dying, you will be offered this chance or you will decide to uh, take the opportunity uh, to be born. And so uh, it's serious, right? So we, as far as I can tell, you're never, um, 
being born in, you're never alive and being uh, inserted into a new body simultaneously in the sense that you can't have two of the doers in the body be active at the same time. So anyway, so uh, one of the other 11 dies and you get the opportunity to be born, you get put into this tube, that scrubs a lot of your understanding of what's going on in that other space. And so you come out here on earth basically as a blank slate. You, you don't remember shit, okay? And then you enter into a body. Now here's the thing, that's not a newborn body. In some cases, it might be a body that's eight months old or older. Uh, you know, it's not unusual uh, at all for people to um, uh, enter into bodies that are over a year old. In the vast majority of cases, that's it's it doesn't happen that way. It's before your year old. Sometimes it's as as young as two months. Uh, sometimes it's uh, much much longer. There are some physical characteristics you can determine when uh, the the soul has been occupied by the consciousness. Bear in mind, the soul comes down um, and, and uh, implants on that body before you get here, and it starts shaping that body uh, to be your vessel in this life. And then you come and you arrive at it, right? And so a lot of times, um, all right, so you, so you come down here, uh, you know, and uh, the body might be three months old. A lot of times people will say, and there is some justification for it, that when the, when the infant starts crawling, uh, that is a good sign that the um, entrance of that consciousness is either occurred or is very close. Now, there is some justification for that. It doesn't happen um, consistently, like 100% of the time, that sort of thing, though. So you got to be careful about a, a lot of these uh, telltales as to what's going on. Anyway, so... You know, you enter into a body, the body's three months old, you start crawling around, all of a sudden you're there. Now, there are uh, people that will uh, swear they remember uh, being born, okay, coming out the birth canal and so on. A lot of that is likely their memory of the going down the Shoshona, the tube into the body, and not really the body itself being expelled from the woman, right, being born. Uh, but it's a similar kind of a thing, and so your mind confuses them. Our minds are very tricky. They'll supply whatever it is that keeps us moving. So if we need to hear something, they'll make it up and, and put it in place just to keep the whole process uh, ticking along. Um, now, so uh, what happens with all the dead people now is that they're going to be sorting themselves out um, for rebirth uh, as we go forward here. So we've had such a large amount of death and it's continuing that I'm expecting an extremely large baby boom, okay? Probably even bigger than the baby boom generation. And I suspect that this will start occurring eh, maybe 11 to 12 years from now, okay? And it, it, we will have a very, very, very large generation that will be born. Uh, and this generation is going to be very unlike previous generations uh, because of the nature of uh, what they went through to get dead and all this other stuff, which we can go into some other point. Anyway, in the meantime, all these, uh, these uh, people that are recently dead that were normies that took the shot because they were a normie and they died, you know, and now they're... Um, 
uh, they're in their long sleep. Their long sleep might only be, you know, 10 years, five years. Depends on how much stuff they have to absorb. There's no point in keeping them in a long sleep beyond the period of time that this process of the absorption and the integration and the creation of the um, intuitives takes. So there's, there's the absorption of the information, there's the integration of the information, and then there's also subsequent, or there's also separate from that, uh, the uh, reduction of the soul down to its um, uh, iridescent drop representing that life. Obviously, if you haven't done much, if you're 21 years old and you took a shot and you died because you were a stupid 21-year-old normie, um, well, you don't have a whole lot to worry about or integrate or burn off, so you're not going to be there that long and you'll be offered a an opportunity to be born relatively quickly. And so you will be. And so this is the kind of stuff that accounts for the frequent um, uh, stories that you hear of, you know, uh, some kid, he's five years old and he's talking to his uh, parents in a village in Indonesia or India or someplace. And he says, uh, hey, mom, I remember being so-and-so and I lived, you know, 41 miles away in this other village. And you go to that 41 miles away to this other village. And indeed, the kid's talking about names and people and stuff that actually exist. And, they, and he actually has those memories of that life. Now, those will pass, those memories will fade very rapidly to the point for not being able to, to be recalled, and usually that occurs before the age of eight. So a lot of kids between five and eight will have all kinds of memories that will fade, and they and you ask them when they're nine or ten about these, and they'll, they'll say, huh? You know, because it, it's a, a particular process. Anyway, so the reason that the kid gets born 41 miles away is because his karma is still active relative to that location and his life in the previous, his previous life was so short that there was not a great deal of stuff to absorb, integrate, or uh, turn into intuition. And, and thus his cycling was relatively quick. And so maybe that kid was, you know, 12 years old when he died in the other body or, or five years old, doesn't matter. Then he gets reborn relatively quickly and within a reasonable distance to that location because that kid is still dealing with the um, ramifications uh, of that previous life that didn't get the karma fulfilled. Okay, so now some things to note that there's never been a case that you can find anywhere where someone like this had had originated, where someone is born and they said, hey, I lived, you know, a certain number of miles away in this other village and my parents over there were named this and that and I had this brother and that sister and so on, right? And so there's never been one of these cases where that individual that, that uh, has knowledge of their previous life and it was a, you know, a short cycle life, but there's never been a case where they've been born in another sex. So if it's a boy, it'll always be a boy. If it's a girl, it'll always be a girl. They'll remember being born and being a girl with those previous parents, or they'll remember being a boy with those previous parents. This goes to the nature of our doers in the body and how they're split six female, six male, but they don't swap in between that, right? So if you're born male now, you will always be a male in all of your lives. You're never, ever, ever going to be born a female and vice versa. And there's reasons for that, uh, which is its whole other subject. You know, we could talk for hours about that aspect of it, about the binary aspect of our universe. 
anyway, uh, so, you know, I see these people claiming non-binary and it's like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> they don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> you know, they're so, so normie <laughs> that they just do not get the, the picture at all. They're just extremely laughable. So a lot of the Waconian um, mind virus stuff is that way. It's just very fucking funny because it is so absurd. Um, anyway, though, so all the people that are dying now will be reborn shortly, okay? And we'll have to um, uh, bring them on and integrate them and raise them up again and hopefully do a better job. And hopefully a lot of these guys won't be as normie this next time and won't get into these kind of problems, right? Um, there are people that remember uh, choosing their parents. There are people that remember going through the Shoshona and entering the body. There are people that remember this to such a degree that they are able to tell you on what day in this reality down here on earth that actually happened, that they entered that body. And where they were, and they can tell you, you know, the, uh, the environment, they can describe all of this kind of stuff, and they are very likely quite factual in the memory just because of the nature of what happens, these kind of things occur, and those people that have those sorts of memories will have been advanced enough as individuals that they're not gonna be trying to scam you, right? As you get more advanced, um, in general, you will settle into this uh, understanding of reality that is very much different from the normies, but it will shape and alter your behavior from this from for all of your life. Uh, in death, there is no sensation, okay? Uh, because you don't have a body. That's where sensation arises. Uh, you do have feelings, um, even though you don't have, have uh, hormones. The hormones are the uh, operating mechanism in this reality for inducing the feeling that you have in that other place. So there's a, an analog, a replica of it here. Hmm. There's, there's a lot to the subject here, uh, but, but basically that's, that's an encapsulation of um, our situation at the moment. So I suspect that all these people are going to come back in a, in a very large way in a relatively, um, relatively short period. So there are uh, women now, girls now, that will grow up to be women that will be the mothers of the largest generation around, ever, probably. Um, like across humanity, not just uh, a baby boom generation in the United States due to the economics of the situation and that sort of thing, right? We had our baby boom because we had to recycle all the normies from World War II and the Korean War. Um, and in there are a lot of people uh, like myself, and you know, I'm quite certain Max Egan, David Icke, and a bunch of these individuals, uh, we all had a great long sleep uh, and uh, happened to come out in this baby boom, but we're not short cycle. Uh, we were, you know, we had long sleeps because we had a lot, a lot of stuff to integrate. It, it's just the nature of our reality that such stuff happens. It, it's not a, um, it's not a claim of any kind of personal aggrandizement or anything like that. It just is the nature of this reality, that such things occur and that this is the way that these cycles uh, work. So now I'm getting past that point where we had the wreck. <laughs> 
last time. So anyway, um, I think that's about it on this. I'm going to discuss a lot of this with Rick. Uh, we're going to try and connect in December. We were going to try and do it here um, this weekend, but I've got uh, all kinds of stuff going on. And uh, i got to get moving on other projects. So it's just a... Uh, uh, it was difficult to connect with it, with him on this. But anyway, there we go. There we go. Anyway, um, so, um, you know, death, eh, it's not all it's cracked up to be. <laughs> so, so take it easy, guys. You know, uh, being dead is no big deal. It's the getting dead that's the ugly part. All right, talk to you later.